Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Meredith with the Why. I am your host, Meredith Willits, and today I'm talking about all sorts of crazy things that I have realized in this past week, and because I got to realize them, I'm going to bring them to you, so stay with me. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. So, a mentor found me. (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing that happened, but it did. And it came at the perfect time, or she came at the perfect time, because I was starting to become a little detached from my focus and where I was headed. So I know that this can help so many out there because, you know, with all that I do and study and get and understand and and all that stuff, I'm like, boy, I am the smartest guy in the damn room, which in this moment I am because I'm sitting in my closet. But in general, I'm not. And this week I learned a lot of new concepts that I'm going to share with you guys. So doing what I do, past life regression work and psychic and mediumship and spiritual counseling and understanding past lives and reincarnation. And there's so much that goes into that, you know, that there is no such thing as good and bad. There is only human good and bad. There is no judgment. There is no retribution. There is no punishment outside of human reality. That changes your whole world. Like when you pull back to that spiritual 5D, 9D even reality and really, really sit inside of and comprehend that there is the human way and then there is source, God, universe, spirit way. It makes life really boil down much simpler. And when you truly comprehend this and can sit inside of it, now don't get me wrong, I just got really pissed off at two women the other day, and I'm still holding on to that. So maybe, maybe during this podcast, I will let go of that. So, you know, there's our human self, and then there's our spirit. And to start to really understand behavior and the way things work, you start to think you're the smartest guy in the room. I'm telling you because you can piece through so much and and behavior starts to make sense and patterns start to make sense and family relationships and bad behavior and good behavior and all of these things and sad things make sense and destruction makes sense. And like when you can make sense out of those things, you think you've got your hands on it. You're like, all right, time to die. I figured it all out. Nothing nothing more for me to do. And then, you know, a woman calls who has been doing this since, you know, before, literally before she was born. And I'm on the phone with her for an hour and a half last week. And I'm like, I know nothing. I literally, (laughs) I literally know nothing. Who let me in here? Who gave me a microphone and a TikTok account? Like, why are you letting me speak to people? Like, what is going on? (laughs) I know nothing. 
And we talked about, actually, she talked about, because every time I started speaking, she would just be like, no, 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 that's, um, no. I mean, literally, I felt like, I felt like a little kid that got caught in her mom's makeup. It was like, yeah, you're doing it wrong. And she she really respects me and, and she does follow me and she likes and she says we're on the same you know wavelength and, you know, all the things. Otherwise, she wouldn't. She's actually bringing people to a webinar I'm hosting. She sees me and she is knocking me off of my stilettos, my ego stilettos. And it's exactly what I needed. She actually is a is an animal communicator. Her name is Shirley. She's on TikTok. We've had two conversations. She's lovely. But yeah, Meredith feels like she got in her mom's makeup and put the mascara on the wrong way at the very minimum. And she explained to me that a lot of the rules that I had made around what I do, I have a lot of rules. I was taught by Pat Longo, and I actually do teach that, and I actually do think it's a good practice. If you were starting out in the field of mediumship or psychic work, I do believe that you need to have parameters around when spirit can communicate, how they can communicate, where they can communicate, and what they can communicate. I'm not going to go back on that. But now that I've been doing this for, you know, over a decade, and I'm stepping into a new chapter of my work. She's like, why, why are you limiting yourself? You know, like you can talk to dogs, you can talk to animals, you can hear what they're saying. You know, you should be tapping into all of this a lot more often than you are. You're compartmentalizing. And I, and I totally do. And this goes back to a podcast I did a few weeks ago where I was talking about how I have been pretending, meaning that I have been suburban mom that just does this for a living. And when I came back from Costa Rica, I was really under the, (laughs) I was really under my own bullshit that I was going to incorporate all of myself all of the time. And I have, I mean, I've definitely inched out, but when she said, you're still holding on to these parameters of when you're willing to do this, I was like, um, you're right. Yes. I'm faking it. I'm still playing it safe. And so I would ask all of you guys, are you the smartest guy, gal, they, them in the room? Are you the smartest, wisest, fastest, strongest, funniest person in your experience? Because if you're thinking that you are, you need a Shirley. Shirley needs to come into your life in one way, shape or form. You need to start pushing yourself outside of the box. And I'm going to tell you, these things show up when you ask for them. And I wish I could think back to the moment in the past few weeks that I thought to myself that I I needed this in my life. But I, I know what happened because I know I was struggling and didn't know how to incorporate the things that I wanted to do. And so if you're the smartest person in the room... If you're the all-knowing of your friends and your group, I challenge you to look for, ask for someone to come into your experience 
that's going to knock you off your shoes because most likely you need it to be able to expand and grow. And so this has been really great. And one of the things that she she taught me this this past week and I really love, there's two things. There's, there's more than that, but right now I'm going to share that. She was saying, you see what you see. You have your experience, you have your point of view. But if you just imagine like looking through a kaleidoscope and just turning it just just a little bit to the right, just turn the kaleidoscope a little bit to the right or the left, and you're going to see a whole new experience. You see it the way you want to see it, and there really are no rules. There's nothing around that is keeping you inside of having to stay on your path. You can turn the kaleidoscope and see something completely different. And because she's an animal communicator, she gets really cool information from the animals, which have no human ego. And they don't have the same filter that we do. I'm sure they have a filter. I'm sure they are compromised in some ways. She hasn't shared that with me. Or maybe I need to just start opening myself up to animal communication because clearly they seem to have all the answers, but, or at least a lot of them. But yeah, turn your kaleidoscope, guys. Turn it. What is it that you're looking at? And and I mean, I know that my my accounts really turn the kaleidoscope for a lot of people, like a lot of people. I know that what I talk about here is very challenging to most people and really break your brain open, so to speak, of ways of thinking about things. But keep turning it. Keep challenging yourself. Push yourself. I had someone text me the other day about, oh, the LGBTQ community, and they're, <laughs> they're teaching LGBTQ in the schools. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so wonderful. Like, Think of all the kids now that will be included and won't be bullied and they won't be over there. Now there'll be a norm in the school. Like, how lovely is that? And, you know, this person, that's not why they were sending it. (laughs) And so they're like, yeah, but, but uh, they're doing all this stuff. And I mean, these kids aren't even old enough to drive. And I said, well, actually I have the talk with my kids between the ages of roughly eight and 10, because I really want to get out in front of maybe the school having a talk or their friends having a talk with them. I really want to be their go-to person. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I am all for, you know, them teaching all of this at a younger age, but I would ask you to go a step further. So pay attention to this, this person saying they should not be doing things when it comes to sexuality and teaching things and all this other stuff, because you're not even old enough to drive. And so what I said is go deeper than that. You're using a societal parameter to label, box in, comprehend, focus, what human beings should do as far as their identity and love and power and understanding and information. Like, why would you ever use something that the government put in place for driving a car for understanding humanity? How 
does any of that have to do with any of that? And you see this, people, you know, like, and I agree, like, why can't you drink till you're 21? I understand your brain's not finished growing. You might be bad decision making. Okay, then make it 26. They've proven that your brain's not finished growing and developing until you're 26. So make it that. Like, we're going to go with it. Like, go with it, you know? And so go deeper. Turn the kaleidoscope, guys. Turn it just a little bit. Stop using what you were taught in church and school and parents and, you know, your history books that are, I mean, profoundly screwed up. Turn the kaleidoscope. Look at it a different way. Challenge yourself. Punch yourself in the face and be like, all right, this is how I see this, but I'm going to challenge myself to see it a different way. I'm going to get a mentor. I'm going to push myself and read more books. I'm going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to get off of the news. I'm going to go read books about people of color. I'm going to go meet people in the LGBTQ community and and put myself in an uncomfortable place and maybe go to, to a coffee shop and meet some people of that community, people that don't look like me. I'm going to turn the kaleidoscope. What a great visual. What a great energy, a kaleidoscope when talking about all these things, huh? How cool is it that the kaleidoscope is shapes and sizes and colors? the way the light hits it. Sometimes black comes into your view and changes the whole, the whole visual. But we don't do that. We sit in our very, very comfortable places, our comfortable communities, sitting on our high horse and all of the things that we know to be true. Well, let me tell you this. Everything that you know to be true is bullshit. Everything that you were taught. I am not sure that anything that I've ever been taught is right. Let me just start there. I mean, one plus one does not equal two. That's just an idea. Not laying my life down for that. Everything that you've ever been taught, you need to challenge. You got to challenge it because it's all bullshit. This is why white people think that we should rule the world and white men think that they're the most, you know, smartest guy in the room. And this is why we're here. This is why we have so much unrest because everyone sits in their backyard on their high horse with all of their collected data and tell everyone else they're doing it wrong. And they've never even been there. They've never even bothered to get to know people. Before I went to India, and I still am not a huge fan of Indian food. Let's just get that. I mean, I'm not afraid. I like like Indo-Chinese food. I will go there. I am all in on that. But I'm 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 just I'm still iffy on the China, uh, the Indian food thing. So there's that. Okay. So I'm I'm not perfect. Let's just okay. I got it. But before I went to India, I had no real connection to the the South Asian community. I had no understanding of it. 
I had no reason to have any understanding of it. I don't believe we were even taught about South Asia in school. I did have a teacher from India in college and he was mesmerizing. He could fit all of his garbage that he didn't recycle or put in compost. He could put it all in a sandwich bag at the end of the month. Isn't that the just mesmerizing? I just, he brought that visual in to class one day and I was just like, clearly it's stuck. There's nothing better than a visual for me and for most people. But that was really my only kind of engagement with people that are Indian from South Asia. And so the reason I ended up going on a trip to India was because I had read that Jesus had traveled through India and actually was taught in India for many years by the Buddha. And so clearly my ass is going to India because I want to go wherever Jesus was. Also the Shivalinga, Shivalingam, Shivalingam. I know I'm saying it wrong right now. My brain's not able to find the words, which is a stone that is used in Anusha energy, which is an energy that I practice. Um, It's kind of like Reiki, but instead of the energy coming from the earth, it comes from the stars. And the Shivalingam is the stone that it looks like an egg, a brown egg, multicolored brown egg. And it's naturally created in a river in India. And it's the only place that this stone is found. And this is the stone, the crystal, if you will, of Anusha energy. And I learned that almost a decade ago when I started practicing Anusha energy. And I always thought in my mind's eye that they used a large one to create the chalice that was used at the Last Supper. This is something that's in my mind. I do not know if it's true. However, comma, that's how my brain works. So anyways, I had to go to India. And it was profoundly life-changing. I wish I would have spent more time in Varanasi, which is where the majority of people from India are transported or they, they go to in the end of their life so that they can be cremated and put in the Ganga River. This is one of the highest, like, honors is to be cremated and placed into the Ganga River. And if you go on, I think my Instagram page, yeah, you should be able to see videos of this. It's it's an amazing experience going to Varanasi. And so going there and being around people that I had never been around and traditions and religions and, you know, they're burning people outside by a river and you know, they're carrying them through the streets. I mean, you're literally walking through streets that are as big as your foyer. And there's a dead body walking two inches from you, like, you know, up in the air, they have them on a a platform and they're carrying the body to the river. And then I'm going to, I went, we went to Holy, we were at, they were celebrating Holy, which is their religious celebration. And they use the ashes from the cremated bodies and they're literally throwing ashes from cremated bodies all over themselves, all over me, all over Skylar. And you 
learn to get uncomfortable and comfortable and uncomfortable and then recomfortable. And it challenges your mind to get out of shoes and purses and the mall and Costco and organic and Tory Burch and Gucci. Because a dead body just went two inches by your head while his family is carrying him down to be cremated and he's been rubbed in oils and flowers and now he's going to be cremated and put in the Ganga River, which a mile down from where you're at, people are bathing in the Ganga River that has the cremated body in it. So your brain is literally exploding and all the while you're falling madly in love with the, with a country you're falling madly in love with the people of the country and the traditions and the foodish and you start to realize that you don't have all the best ideas that you just might not know everything that the things that you've been taught might not be the most important things And it makes your world and your experiences and where you come from and your ideals and morals and values and (sighs) rules become very, very small because you turn the kaleidoscope and you were able to see things just a little bit different, even for a little while. And you stop being the smartest guy in the room because there's a whole world out there of incredibly intelligent, amazing, beautiful people who don't do it anything like you, who don't see the world like you, who don't comprehend the world or judge the world like you do. And they're just as right as you are. And the only way that that can be possible is because we're all wrong and we're all right and we're all wrong. And how exciting is that? I just love it so much. The other thing that Shirley taught me is I was telling her how I'm trying to be me. I'm trying. And she just, she just let me have it. Like, yeah, that's, that's part of your problem right there. You got to stop trying. Just do it. Just be. I am. I mean, I'm telling you, when I said I have makeup, I had lipstick from one ear to the other ear in in Shirley's makeup counter. (laughs) I'm trying to be me. Oh, that's your problem. Stop trying. Shit. (laughs) Knocks me off my high horse. Boom. Damn it. Thought I had all the answers. Damn you, Meredith. (laughs) Who gave you a microphone? She's like, stop trying. She actually told me that she learned it from a dog. Of course she did. She said, trying is the worst thing that you can do. Just do it. Just be it. Just own it. Shit, that's scary. I'd rather try it something because then at least if I fail, I was just like, well, I just tried. But if I say I am me, I am here. Shit. This is a tall place to fall from. But trying, that's down at the bottom rung. Holy shit, people, this is good. Trying is down at the bottom. What? I'm trying. You don't understand, I'm trying. Never going to get there. But if you step into it, I am me. 
my whole energy body just changed as I said that. I am me. Not trying to be me. I am me 24-7. I can talk to dead people. I'm a psychic. What are you? What are you doing? Who are you? Where are you at? What is it that you're doing in this planet? Stop trying. There's no such thing as trying. Trying is almost delaying starting. Trying is knowing you're going to fail. Trying is pushing the goalpost so far out in front of you that you know you're never going to get there anyways. When you say, I am, you're stuck. You're screwed. You're owning it. You're putting those shoes on. Are you trying to play football or are you playing football? Are you trying to run a marathon or are you going to run the damn marathon? Are you trying to quit smoking or just quit smoking? What are you doing? Damn you, Shirley. What the hell? What the hell? How dare you call me out on my bullshit? That's not right. No one asked for you. <laughs> no one asked for you to <laughs> knock my on my butt. Call me out on my own shit. That's why you need a mentor. I have a client. She's fantastic. And we were talking on Monday. And I love her so much because she's so generous with her reaction to me. And I feed off of that greatly, which is probably why sometimes podcasting can be difficult because there's literally no one telling me that I'm doing a good job. It's like I'm sitting in my closet talking to a microphone and it just goes out into the ethos, if that's even a word. And she's very, very generous with her reaction to me, which I love. I mean, just like, ugh. And we had this great call on Monday. We talk every Monday. And I love the way she thinks. She's like, I want to talk to you first thing on Monday morning to set my week straight. I mean, hello, that's awesome. And I think she looks at our relationship as like a mentorship, even though she's a client. She's a paying, I'm a paid mentor for her. <laughs> but she's like, you're blowing my mind. You know, she, she thought just like me that she had all the answers. She thought she had it all figured out. She thought she was the smartest guy in the room. Now, when, I, <laughs> when I'm talking to her, it's not coming from Meredith. It's coming from, you know, her higher self. It's her higher self information that I'm giving her. It's not my opinion. I'm not that good which thank God they're here for me because otherwise it'd be a very short appointment with very little information for her. But fortunately, they show up to help in appointments. So yeah, it's important to have a mentor to turn or to push you to turn your kaleidoscope a little bit so that you can grow as a person and get out of trying and stepping into I am, stepping into I'm doing it. I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm in it. Think of something where you're at, and it could even be just being you, because that's small, right? <laughs> just being you, as if that's something that's easy. <laughs> Trust me, that's my whole challenge right now, is just being me. But instead of saying that you're trying, say you're doing it. I am a non-smoker. I am a non-drinker. 
I am eating healthy. Not I'm trying to eat, I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm trying to work out three days a week. I'm working out three days a week, period. I'm doing it. It's going to get you there faster. Actually, it's going to get you there as soon as you say it. It's an instant transformation. Your whole energy body shifts. Next week, I'm going to be talking about manifestation and the different forms of manifestations, different practices of manifestations. I think it's going to be a really great episode. I've been really working with the concept of manifestation and how to do different practices to really get yourself into that I am energy versus I'm trying energy. Because I'm trying, going back, is a, you know, scratching and clawing. It's it's a less than energy. Whereas the I am energy is a powerful inside of I already am this energy. So next week, we're going to be talking about manifestation and practices that you can do. And I'm going to even take it a step further to something that I learned this week for myself, but I want to incorporate it all into one podcast. So if you're interested in manifestation or you know someone that is, you know, tell them about the episode that's going to be released next week. Take a listen, see what you think, share it with people. If you haven't already left a review for the podcast, please do so be it five stars or a written review, all of that helps. If you know someone that could benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them. But thank you so much for listening. I hope that you go out this week, turn the kaleidoscope, ask the universe for a mentor, ask the universe for you to be shifted a little bit so that you can grow your perspective. Someone was talking about this week, you know, about the contraction that happens before the growth. And of course, being a mother of four, I just, everyone's like, why do we have to go through the contraction before we can grow? And I'm like, well, that's what's called birth people. And so it was really cool the way I saw it in that moment that we are all going through a rebirth. We are going through the birth canal, the contraction, the squeeze before we're able to be fully awakened in our new birth of new self. So keep turning the kaleidoscope, guys. Open yourself to new places, new people, new things. Go to new neighborhoods, try new foods, listen and learn about new religions and new ways of life. Get out of your parameters of your head and what you think you know because you don't know shit. I'll see you guys here next Tuesday. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate every one of you. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com we're on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers.